This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Gabriel Bringers. Hello. And Robbie Payne. Hey, what's up, guys? We are in rare form this morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am maybe in the most rare He's of forms. He's in the rarest of forms. The rarest of forms. I uh, did nothing. I'm just saying. I had a. I, if, if, I had I, a. It wasn't our fault. It was your fault. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I just laughed. It's uh, it's now eleven fifteen. <laughs> Normally we get started at around ten. Ten ish. Ish. It's eleven fifteen. We had to order lunch though. That took. A few we got minutes. we got talking about stories, and I can't say words right. Words are hard this morning, so I just. Yeah. You know, it's some 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 mornings we just uh, we sit down to podcast and then we don't podcast. There's something <laughs> about this table that we just get going on on things. Yeah. Today. Why I'm, is I'm that? sitting under a blast random. chiller right now, so that's true. Our, I'm uh, awake our, and our ready ceiling to mounted. It's not ceiling mounted, but the AC vents from the ceiling seem to target Gabe wherever he everywhere yeah, over well, my desk. He, he, is, he is consistently in the middle of the room. His yeah. desk. We have this uh, little interesting setup with our desks where we it's the horseshoe. Put, yeah, we put we put two desks facing each other, and then Gabe's on the end. So it makes a nice little square. It optimizes our our space in the in the room here but gabe's desk is is on the end so for some reason the vent just comes straight down on him and, and these then when are we, not short so what are, no what are these are at? gosh 12 10, i was gonna 11, say 15 foot 15, probably 20 i don't know the vent is a long way away but it, and it's and then, still which are 15 foot yeah, yeah. Like and then 14. when we po- and then when we podcast uh gabe's right here on the end Under the so other vent. i know he, he just yeah we're gonna hey, move him my hair is blowing in the breeze yeah. we could just shift the table this yeah. way and I'll move yeah. down there <laughs> that's right it's fine so, i'll bring a jacket next friday yeah, it's fine. <laughs> gabe's gonna be sitting over here in a in a in a big down coat <laughs> in the middle of summer <laughs> So, all right, folks. Well, hey, we're gonna we're gonna dig into some uh, uh, some news uh, from this week, and the first one uh, that we've got here is a is a very big deal. When we first started talking about it, I didn't know exactly what we were talking about, and and Robbie and I were having a discussion and uh, about something upcoming that I don't think we can talk about yet, but something upcoming that we're gonna do, and we were talking about some questions, some topics for that thing 
How more? How vague can I be here? You're being uh, vague enough that I'm not even sure what uh, you're talking about. What's we this were talking upcoming about, thing that we, we can't talk about? about. <laughs> we were talking about topics for a thing that oh, we're okay. going to do. And in that, we were discussing whether we should talk about parallels. And I was like, I didn't, I remembered I had used parallels on a Mac way back, like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't quite know what you guys were talking about. And I was like, ah, we don't want, like, I don't want to just talk about like topical stuff. Like, I want to talk about like big picture stuff. And you were like, Bro, this is oh yeah. Okay, this is, now I'm following you. Yeah, this we can't is a talk about very that big deal. This yeah. is a very big yeah. deal. Like yeah, no, parallels specifically. Is, this is the best. So now I'm in the dark because I don't know what we're talking about. Joe's <laughs> looking at um, hmm. Yeah, we do have to be kind of vague about this. Topics. Joe's looking at yeah, Just topics. yeah, some topics uh, that we're going to talk topics. about. Chromos uh, topics in, in some ways, um, and and he was kind of looking at these and and I said, you know, maybe we should talk about this whole Windows parallels yeah. thing on Chromebooks and he said, I like that, but, but I, I don't. don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? The well, thing you, you don't like it. We, I was like, but I think you're underestimating how important this I is I for the future yeah, of Chrome OS. Yeah, I didn't OS. quite like, know what I yeah, I was so focused on like other things that I hadn't taken a second to think through what it was. Like we hadn't talked about it yet. And then after we started talking, I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, that's a huge deal. Yeah, it's going to, it's going to, and we were talking about this whole thing this morning, even. Um, yeah. Is, is, I think, more of a stopgap. Yeah. Um, and that's band aid, uh, bridge. Yeah, later today, the, you'll, you guys will get to read my ramblings about this. But I, I, that's exactly how I feel about this. I, and not that Parallels is going to be a self-dissolving company, but things like Parallels and Droplet and stuff like that, it's a, it's a, it's a temporary solution for a long-term, yeah. a long-term thing so, because the the long term is there's there are better replacements for the apps that are being right. bridged like built built in. Yeah. Well, whether it be web apps, Robbie, um, you know, okay. uh, PWAs, uh, Android, Linux, whatever the case may be, um, these Windows apps that that Parallels and, and Droplet and others are are looking to bridge over for companies, they are legacy apps, and they're right. called legacy apps for a reason yeah. because the, the goal long term is to move away from them because they're transitioning. You don't want to transition to Chrome OS fully and then constantly have a dependency on this one thing. Right. You know, whatever this software is that that Joe Q company is using. Eventually, there'll be a replacement for it that works just as well on the web, or works right. well natively on Chrome OS, whatever the case may be. So, or you know, the the, the opposite's true that you have a custom piece of software um, that is written for your company, and it just makes more sense in that case to stick with Windows. I mean, right. it's not like um, you know Chrome OS has has shown up and. You know, we're we're staring down the gun of a future where Mac OS and Windows do go away and Chrome no. OS is everything. Like I just don't I don't think that's Google's goal. Yeah. I don't think that's reality. No, but I think Chrome OS it will and is helping to shape what the future of applications oh, yeah. in general will look like. Yeah, and, and I think and even I, Windows the web's at the center of that. Yeah, even Windows users. I mean, Windows honestly adopted PWA support before Chrome OS did properly. Like Which is crazy. PWAs were available in Windows's app market thing. I don't even know what it's called. Shoplet. Uh, Shoplet. Shop I don't know. There you go. Uh, but, you know, they had them there it's, first. It's the window shop. There you go. <laughs> window shopping. Um, That's taken. 
And so, um, so I don't think, you know, and, and more and more, like, it seems like Microsoft is moving towards this very uh, broad outlook of how they're going to deliver their software. Like, right. it feels less and less like they're concerned with um, being vertically integrated like Apple. And so what's going to happen is you're going to Microsoft, obviously, with, you know, bringing Chromium in on, on Edge browser and you know, them just making their stuff more cross-platform, yeah. more available on the They're web. They're doing the Linux stuff now, too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, they they clearly are seeing it. Like, there was a, a quote uh, from, uh, I don't know if it was the CEO or, I don't, I don't remember who it was now, uh, just in the last couple of weeks. And they just said straight up, like, when it comes to our stance, our old stance on open source oh, software, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. we missed. Yeah. We, no. we, we were wrong. Um, the way that we handled this before. And so like they're taking a huge turn. Google obviously is already in that very horizontally integrated space. Um, Apple probably never will be. Uh, and it's not like, oh, they're <laughs> no, bad. They're, they're literally running the other direction right? In, and, with and, everything. And that's their business model. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that Apple can exist as a company uh, at the success rate that they have any other way. No, like yeah. that's this is just it. If eventually people get sick of vertically integrated stuff, then Apple will be screwed. I just don't know that they're going to. So will um, Google ever absorb Microsoft? No way. And we'll have Google Soft <laughs> and Apple, and that's it. Um, I could see. I could see Microsoft and Google collaborating a lot more, more spending a lot more time together. in bed together. Well, uh, for sure. So let's talk through exactly what parallels is and what what all of this is going to do because i think a lot of the headlines that were out there were you're going to be able to run microsoft on your like yeah. microsoft apps on your chromebook right that was so, the headline for a lot of people so, yeah. Yeah, so some people thing, might be confused and what was see the that. one yesterday it was really good it was uh oh, i was like i've seen so many chrome os will share this great feature oh, with yeah. it was oh, a good, it yeah. was a good one I it got it. me yeah, yeah. Was, soon chromebooks and macbooks will share this similar feature yeah and I was like, what? And I, <laughs> oh it's you're talking yeah. about parallels uh and, and it's important to know like everything that we just said just now uh talking about this isn't informing uh what's happening with parallels parallels is not microsoft they're, no. they're not the same company and so no. um I, th- I think down the road, we're just going to see more and more collaboration between Google and Microsoft. I mean, obviously, uh, Microsoft's new uh, folding surface yeah. duo, duo phone thing. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're using Android on yeah. it. So, like, Microsoft is, is yeah. done shying away from being like, oh, well, we can't use Google stuff. Like, yeah. they're, they're, they're getting very friendly. Um, and I think it's, that's only going to continue. That, I don't think, really has anything to do with this. Even though... I would say Parallels probably has a very tight relationship with Microsoft. Um, however, they deal with their licensing and all that kind of stuff. Because right. whatever it is that exists in Parallels container for Windows obviously has to have Windows licensing and, and right. there has to be stuff in place. It's not like making a Linux container where Linux is fully open source. You just take it and work you with it. Run your app. Yeah. You're, you're building a container that contains Windows. So Windows is obviously not open source. So they, they clearly have a good... Uh, relationship with Microsoft. Microsoft is not was not caught off guard by this yeah, news. Exactly, yeah. It's not like they're like, oh my, you're going to take our stuff and do what? No, because you they're know? still selling their licenses, which exactly. is where they make their money anyway. So, so, so that being said, like I think there's <clears throat> collaboration there, but this whole thing of um, parallels coming to Chromebooks to run Microsoft applications 
isn't necessarily like Microsoft extending some sort of olive branch. Like no. th- these are very disconnected things, um, but that doesn't change how important uh, and beneficial this is going to be. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of make sure that caveat was there before we continue. Yeah, because uh, what what Google has been doing for the past couple of years now is pushing enterprise and uh, the cloud and right. cl- uh, you know Chrome OS and Chrome Enterprise, and in doing so. The, one of the biggest obstacles I'm sure that they run into when trying to to bring these businesses on board is, well, what about this app and what about this and what about that? And this is the solution to that. This is a way for them to say, look, you can make the move to uh, the Google Cloud platform, our servers, our Chrome Enterprise, our hardware, our operating systems. Oh, and Parallels will allow you to bring that one thing over with you that you need. Yeah. Seamlessly. So, yeah, like, so a quick explanation of what it is. Parallels has been around for what, 15 at least ish years, yeah. maybe more than that. Um, you know, and they got their start and kind of claimed to fame as them being able to bring uh, dual booting solutions and now virtualized solutions for Microsoft applications on MacBooks. That was their, their thing. Yeah. Uh, I think their Twitter, Twitter handle is still parallel Mac or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's what they did. Yeah. That's, uh, but, but from what you know, I've looked around a little bit. They they offer some cloud based stuff now. So they already had a solution. I'm putting my air quotes up. They had a solution for Chromebooks uh, via this. I can't remember what they what they named it, but it's no different than something like Paperspace or something where they virtualize those things in the cloud. You you connect to that cloud. But there's some inherent problems with that for local based businesses. Uh, there's some problems for that for local based enterprises that don't want to have to rely on an internet connection for every single thing they do with those legacy applications. So the basic version of parallels, the idea here is uh, a windows container. It's, it's really not that different than what's happening with the Crostini on Chromebooks. It's, it's uh, the framework of the needed operating system in a container that can sit on the, the metal of, you know, the the operating system uh, interact with all the pieces it needs to, but kind of stay in that little container and, and have all the pieces it needs to run the things it needs to run. So um, it's unclear at this point. Uh, if you look at parallels, like on Mac, for instance, if you look at videos of it, um, you get the whole Windows desktop. Um, I can't tell from looking at it. Uh, maybe we just need to get parallels and play with it on the, on the Mac and maybe get an expectation of what what we're going to see, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to translate. Uh, but when you look at videos of parallels on the Mac, it's... You know, you open up the thing and you it's a Windows desktop. Like you see the Windows, you know, launcher and all that stuff. And so what a lot of people will do is kind of use the virtual desk kind of set up and they'll put their Windows desktop, you know, <coughs> four finger swipe over there in your Windows and you're back over here. I don't know that that's how it's going to happen I, on I Chromebooks. Doubt it. I, I, I would say not. My thought is that this will be, because we've already seen that there was rumors that um, enterprises would be able to install different Linux distros. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the uh, Crostini Reddit, there's, there's actually uh, different posts in there that will show you how to change your container. So you can actually change your container to uh, name one. I, I don't know. You can change it from Debian to something else. My guess is this will be an actual just Windows container that contains the application, 
the necessary uh, run files and the licensing, which mm-hmm. is right. similar to what Droplet is doing, mm-hmm. but Droplet has their own container that they've built right. that runs inside of the Linux container, which right. is where you run into issues because there's still virtualization. It's it it's, gets real confusing really fast. This will be a Windows container running on bare metal. In my is, is what I think. It'll right. be a Windows yeah. container running in bare metal that contains the necessary stuff. Because with with Crostini, you're not running a full Linux distro. Correct. You're running a container that has the bits and pieces that allows it to run Linux apps. And right. I would say we're going to be looking at the same thing. And and again, this is you're not going to. This isn't like oh, I've got this uh, League of Legends game I want to install. Right. This is not for you. This is for enterprises. Right. I don't see this being a public thing. Well, and and you know, it's it's worth noting too. Like I know there's work going on Arc VM, which is the Android runtime container, um, and, and they're they're getting ready to take it from what they call Arc plus plus and the repositories the way it's implemented now uh, to something more similar to what Crostini is now, um, and putting the the Android framework in there. But it's just that it's a framework. It's it's not like I can open my Chromebook up right now and, and see my home screens and, and get a notification shade just like I have on my phone. Like those, I don't even think those pieces are even brought over. Like no. it's the framework to run applications. And so yeah. that would be my guess you know, that you're correct that when this will be a Windows framework basically. Yeah. And maybe I, I what did Campfire? I know it, they killed it, but it was going to be a dual boot. Kind yeah, of this was that was a it? dual boot situation. So it was actually going to be at boot. You get. To select your operating system. So, so I, this is, but I wonder if some of the licensing stuff they figured out, and maybe some of the pieces and ways to to you know get Chrome OS hardware hooked up. Because honestly, at the end of the day, it's so it's a keyboard, it's a trackpad, it's a screen. You yeah. know, as long as the drivers can come over for that device uh, and get it's it's no different than this Linux container and the mm-hmm. Android container that exists. But at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, it may be a G Suite thing, but you're gonna have this Chromebook I'm looking at in front of me. I got Pixelbook Go sitting in front of me. Um, you know, if, if you had a G Suite account, for instance, I'd be looking at a machine that now could run Windows applications and PWAs and Android applications and Chrome applications, and Chrome extensions, and I mean, it's Lin- kind of mind Linux, all, yeah, app- Linux applications. So you're pretty it's much like, limited to the only thing I can't do is run a Mac OS program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. I mean. In four years, we've come from it's just a browser to this. Yeah, like that—that's kind of mind-boggling when you start to think about it. But you know, it is worth noting, uh, as Gabe just said, that this—this, this, from what we can tell, I mean, the the language has been really, really pointed at enterprise, 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 yeah. Chromebook enterprise, the, enterprise, like enterprise, the little enterprise. the thumbnail that that Parallels put with their yeah, article they put was Chrome enterprise. enterprise yeah. yeah, and so. Um, more than likely, this is going to be something that'll have to be administered from that admin panel. Yeah, cause probably what, because probably what does parallels cost? I mean, uh, seventy dollars or yeah. something like that. And I don't know if that's a yearly license or if it's a one-time yeah. fee or something. Yeah, because I mean, e- even if you have the know-how um, to run the container, you're still going to have to license parallels. I mean, a lot of people have Windows software licenses for stuff that they bought, and that's fine. But you're going to have to license parallel, and you're going to have to know how to get it all up and running too. I don't. So. I don't even know like what's on the Mac, for instance. And again, maybe we just need to do this and yeah, spend the money to do it, it so that we can mess around with the with parallels in general and. and draw some conclusions but you know i know you pay that whatever license for parallels but then do you also need to go buy a windows license to install in it i I would think so whenever 
or if you owned one maybe whenever i it. used it way back gosh this I'm, I'm i'm serious i think this was 10 years ago uh i think it was just one one payment like, like it, it was came a, with yeah the windows line yeah. it, it could I don't, I don't know um, i'm almost certain but it's interesting i'm, I'm curious but back then it was all this the dual boot stuff it wasn't this whole like virtual thing because my what my guess is is they're going to launch this into g suite and it might not even be the regular g suite you might have to have one of the upper tiers to right. get included with this and then they'll just take some of that g suite money and be funneling it over to anybody who uses it they get funneled over to a little bit of that money gets goes over to parallels every month which um, which would make sense which like is I a mean, win for parallels yeah i mean we had talked about that a little bit like you know uh, that's a that's a way for them to get a little bit of money. That's why they're probably tying it to enterprise because those are paid customers and they've worked out a deal with G right. Suite, you know, Google to say. But th- that being said, if it works well, they get it working. Um, the idea here is we create a stopgap. We're creating a bridge. We're creating something to get you kind of over the hump because long term, I mean, surely Google doesn't want people to rely on legacy applications they just don't they want people to use the web they want people to use cloud computing they want that that's what they're after yeah. in the end um and it's no different than than you know my move from windows to chromebooks it was it was slow and it was steady uh but it was a matter of looking at hey i use this on windows that's not available what on else Chromebook. is out there yeah well let me try some things and I'll be, you know, I, I'm one of those people that even on all my Windows devices, as soon as Google Docs and stuff started becoming a thing, I jumped on board. Even early on when it had all kinds of deficiencies and features missing compared yeah, to Microsoft Office. I don't remember the Office, last time I used. Like relied on Microsoft Office. Yeah, uh, it was college for me. Because um, I, I got out and I yeah. started trying to use, what was the the main open source one? Uh, that tends- Libre? Open Doc? No, there's another one. Open Office. Open, Open Office, Office, yeah. Open Office. So when it came out, I remember downloading it and being like, this works. I started using it in college. Yeah, OpenOffice.org uh, was pretty dope, yeah. actually. Um, and so I started trying to leverage it. Again, there were always... The issues usually were people sent me a Word document and I couldn't open it or whatever. It wasn't formatted right. or Yeah, yeah. And, and not that all of that's been mitigated, but a lot of that's been mitigated with Google Docs. They've, they've created things that can translate those documents and they work fine. <laughs> and now that Microsoft is moving to more office online and stuff like that like some of these things are kind of working themselves out over time but ultimately it, it it's no different than that transition i did that before chromebooks came along because i i was cheap and didn't want to pay for microsoft office um but it's it's just not it's no different there's there's an evolution coming yeah. you know it's all it's all moving in this direction and i think microsoft sees that writing on the wall too like the the reason they're changing some of their business model isn't because they just shrugged their shoulders and thought, eh, let's let's do something different and see what happens. Like they, they see it. It's very, very uh extensively planned out. Like they yeah, know exactly I mean, where they're they're going. having great success with Teams. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, in, in the pandemic. Yeah. Um it, Teams is, is doing really well and working well for people. Well they they're not stupid. Like Microsoft isn't some uh they're a huge company and they're kind of a lumbering giant, but they're not dumb. You know, they they got to where they are because they employ a very smart educated forward-thinking people and they're stuck with a bunch of legacy stuff because of you know no one saw what the internet was going to do to computing you know before it really happened like there was all these thoughts about how cloud computing yada 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 but now that we're in it it's like i'm sure microsoft looks back sometimes and goes man if we could have shifted a little sooner and started leveraging this stuff we wouldn't be in this freaking mess we are right now of having to support all this legacy crap 
because nobody else has to. Google doesn't have to shrug their shoulders and be like, well, our stuff didn't work for you. Sorry. Yeah. You know, move to this platform and make all these changes. And, and Mac's kind of the same way. They can, you know, they're the newer kid on the block mm-hmm. compared to Windows. And so they can just be like, oh, that doesn't work on Mac. So we're Apple. Yeah, they and, do it all the time. Yeah. And so do this instead. <laughs> you know, Adobe uh, uh, Premiere isn't great on Macs. Well, use Final Cut. We built it. It works really good. Okay. Well, just you know, just you change. You you, yeah. you move, and Microsoft's doing that. Like you see them changing those things. Like I just got an email from a reader. Uh, uh, I think it was I think it was Dumbledore Bob uh, sent it, and he said he he found an older article because uh, he was getting uh, fed up with Outlook. He was having issues with Outlook, and his the Android version wasn't doing. I can't remember what it was, or something wasn't doing. And so he was he was aggravated with it and found a eight month old article or something where it's like, Hey, if you don't have the install script, here's how to install, you know, quote unquote install a PWA type thing that's on the web that'll kind of run more like an app. It's that whole just, you know, add shortcut, open his window, rename it, yada yada. Uh, so he said he did that with Outlook and it solved his issue. Like wow. Outlook online has become good enough that he'd rather use that then use mm-hmm. the Android app. And you just see this 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 work going into Microsoft's online offerings to the point that do you really think that as the kids that are in school right now, graduating high school right now, that are that are working on Chromebooks, that are not just used to cloud computing, but expect cloud computing. Like I, I didn't grow up with it and I still expect it. Like I can't yeah. imagine a reality right now where I would work on documents and, and do collaborative work that doesn't auto save, that isn't sh- immediately shareable, that I'm going to have to save it and then upload it some like yeah. I don't work that way ever anymore Carried around so on a thumb drive. Yeah, that's bizarro town. <laughs> like like that's Joe's world yeah. with videos and stuff. And so like to me only those types of uh, scenarios lend themselves towards localized computing anymore. Yeah. And so that's what parallels and droplet, that's what they're trying to solve for people. And that's fine, but as Gabe said earlier, that's temporary. Um, it is. It's just a temporary stopgap because everything is moving to the web. Everything is moving to cloud-based computing uh, as much as possible. Sure, there, you know, are going to be games or whatever. You know, the, the things. Some local stuff. Yeah, we've talked about video editing and the, the difficulties of doing that via cloud-based software. I mean, just there's a lot of trouble there, and even with gigabit internet, it's still. You, that that means oh well this works while I'm here at the office well what happens when you're at a trade show with bad Wi-Fi like yeah. those those things aren't solved yet but a lot of other software getting into the mode of I mean Gravit I mean, Gabe was Gosh, working man. in some Gravit stuff today and I'm like what a powerful tool yeah. what a, what a ridiculously powerful tool that I've never once downloaded and installed yeah. it just no. lives on and the then, internet then you add in because we were talking about this the other day we have a we have a device coming into the it's not a Chromebook it's just a product coming into the office sometime next still week still looks super cool that is um, it uses millimeter wave locally mm-hmm. between two devices oh. and the never re, never even th- and we connected that to Robbie was showing me these VR glasses that were insane and look it up and real yeah and real they plug into your phone and then we got to thinking well you you implement millimeter wave from your phone from a phone that's capable of it to a device like those VR glasses you've eliminated the cord and everything 
I'll have the cancer discussion later. But <laughs> Utah, Millimeter Wave opens up doors for stuff that we haven't even imagined. Yeah, I, just didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even think about it on a, local, a local level because we only hear about it Yeah, because this thing that's coming in, that's what it is. It's a, it's kind of a millimeter wave transmitter thing. that, that it, It's really neat. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, but was, if it works the way we, it's supposed to, it's going to be yeah. a really cool thing for So uh, think Chromecast, Chromos. but but millimeter wave. Yeah. So. I was just hoping that you were had maybe found uh, – uh, what was it we were going to try to order? What's the actual golden tea? God, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was hoping that, maybe you had found golden tea. That's a tea. sad story. We, we were we'll, going to we'll order an looking. arcade game for the, if anyone, for the office. If anyone knows... Or maybe you have maybe you have a, a golden tea sitting in your basement that you yeah. want to sell the Chrome Unboxed. So Best Buy had the the all four games in one arcade console with the riser, so it looks like the old school arcade game, and it was like their deal of the day. And Robbie and I were going to buy it, and we waited for Joe to get here because we wanted should have just bought it. We should have. We had, had two. Had, we and Joe's like, yeah, votes. totally. And I went to go buy it, and it was so, it you had sold two, out. You had like two that. votes. Yeah, that's true. It was it. only going to be like what two hundred eighty. Yeah, it was like two hundred fifty dollars. I shouldn't tell you all that two votes. You no, you should buy anything because you are you are Lord the one knows. person that's not. I am. Uh, Listen well, folks. We might not be here next week. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're opening up the floodgate if uh, if I let you guys buy whatever you want. Yeah. Um, so this this whole parallels thing, like you guys don't think that it's this will come to every Chromebook. It's not going to come don't, to I don't know. anybody, I don't everybody that, that I don't wants want to, to install say it. No, but because if they figure it out, they get it all done, and and they you know they run the license or whatever through G Suite and blah blah blah. But if they if they're like, hey, this this works really well, and you know Joe user wants to, uh, we always use Joe as the yeah. What the heck, man? John user Joe. wants <laughs> Robbie user I don't regular know, Kenny, Joe Kenny average user. Joe Kenny user. Yeah, sorry, man. That's your name. You just got to deal pretty, with it. I'm pretty average. Um, and so, <laughs> um, the the average user wants to to leverage this down the road. I I don't see why if they if they get it working, why Parallels wouldn't say, "Hey, we've got this running well. They can come to us now, buy the license for Chrome OS, and I, I, instead of having a deal through G Suite, like just pay us, right? Know, pay, pay and so Parallels. it's built into. Yeah, see, that's that's the weird part about it. Like Linux apps are built in. You click the button, it installs the container. You move on. Um, it could be in there when you click to install it. You know, you got to put in a license key, and so you'd have to go to Parallels maybe and go get your license key and drop it in. Sure. Yeah. You know, there. But I think they're going to do it for G Suite because that's that's where the need is most high. So if uh, a general user goes and buys a Chromebook. Even though they that for their one school class they had to have Microsoft mm-hmm. Word to do X Y Z or they had to have Excel to do this particular thing, and they made the choice to go buy a Chromebook, the the number of people that are in that scenario are far less than these huge enterprise organizations that are saying, hey, we want to buy five hundred Chromebooks, right. and the but reason they have want to, have to do this, this they want to yeah. deploy it because their IT guys are going to have a lot easier job, then the whole thing's going to be more secure. It's far easier to deploy these things in large numbers than it is anything else like there's so many upsides and then they're like that one app though or that one thing that we have this is to solve that so that they can go cool we we solved one app issue here that adds us a thousand new users who now will go 
talk to their families about it and yada 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 and say ah i use these chromebooks versus this one app fixes that issue for that one user over here in the consumer space so i i see them why they're going after it here and maybe even edu first and then i think quick quick question though in the in parallels press release did they make it was there any verbiage about desktop or was it just apps were they just saying apps because i'm looking at their site and license stuff but i mean this is a full-blown desktop for mac oh yeah so uh, and that's what i'm saying like that's what they show on mac but they didn't say that yeah all they said no. so i'm just wondering i mean and maybe Windows this apps. is maybe maybe project campfire they were like no this isn't going to work because we saw in the repositories where they were um, verifying hardware for Microsoft products, you know, because the, the the hardware that it's running on has to be checked by the application, and maybe this is the direction they went with it. And I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what difference it really makes, but having a full blown virtualized Windows desktop in this manner. I don't know. I could I could definitely see that being very marketable to yeah. the consumers. Well, and I mean, they've done so much work on containerizing things. Yeah. Like, the container is really the the bigger deal here. If they figure that part out for Windows, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing and a lot better solution than dual booting. Yeah. Like, I get, I understand dual booting, and that's fine. But if I'm in the middle of a task and I'm like, ah, oh, I got to open that Word document or I got to whatever, whatever thing I got to do in a Microsoft Office document. I don't want to shut down, restart, boot in, do a couple things. And then like at that point, if I'm going to spend a bunch of time in a Windows desktop, just buy a Windows machine. It's, right. it's okay. Again, I understand they want to, a lot of these corporations want to be able to deploy the man- large the scale. management of it. Yeah, yeah because so that easier. part's so much easier and they just need to fix, fix that one app. Yeah. I get that. And so that's why I think, again, they're going yeah. after these people versus saying, hey, this is going to be something for consumers. But they definitely could down the road if yeah. they if they chose to i i just think i just think some of the some of the headlines i saw were maybe a little misleading oh yeah because they the people like us that are writing they you corporations don't generally generate a lot of traffic for us because the one guy that's interested in that, that mega corporation has ten thousand employees there might be five guys on the it team that are exactly. like oh cool let me read this <laughs> so they're on the other hand, there's are tons there, of consumers going, Ooh, I want to buy a Chromebook. There, Does it run on Microsoft office? Like if it could, yeah, that I think that that becomes a thing where instead of saying it runs the Android app and, and honestly, for most users, that localized Android app is probably fine for most people. Um, and so again, it goes back to the argument of going, let, let the consumers use the Android version and or office 360 to, to get them over right. to Google docs eventually but we need to solve it for the enterprise users. And right. so in that thought, again, it's like if it stayed enterprise only, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But sure. you know, who knows? And if you really want it that bad, go sign yourself up for G suite, you know, but it's by the time you pay for that or whatever, yeah. And who knows what, what tier it's going to be in. Right. But I mean, depending on how much it costs and all that kind of stuff, you might look at it and go, yeah, it's just going to make more sense for me right now to have a windows device. Like, go buy that new flex Five. Yeah, Lenovo's oh, new Flex Lenovo. with the AMD in it, man. Go get that. We 600 said we bucks. Were Do it. Mention the Flex. No, not that Flex. Not that one. The the, the <laughs> know, Windows one. Saying, which is, we we had to we had to sneak in some uh, Lenovo discussion. Yeah, because uh, Lenovo, because yeah, still yeah. killing it. Because Lenovo, yeah. So um, yeah. So, so to answer your question, their press release, Parallels and Google yeah, partner to bring enterprise full featured Windows applications, yeah, not a Windows desktop. Yeah. And I don't want a Windows desktop on no. my Chromebook. That's more work around that has to be to, done. Just need I to, just need to be able to launch that one app. Get that, I don't get the app. I don't open. need to launch any of these Windows exactly. apps. But 
Uh, be fun yeah. to test. It'll be fun to play around yeah. with. And again, I I do hope that it comes to consumers. Like if it shows up in the fall and, and they have a way to, to let people that need it do it. I, it, uh, it would I be a cool draw, I think, for people to go, cool. I used that for a few minutes and then realized I didn't I didn't even need that. Yeah, I, you know. I do still want to play totally accurate battlegrounds and that's the only way that's gonna happen. <laughs> I just I, I hope and I'm again talking about this from use ten years ago, but there were issues I remember with uh, like the processing power because it was this the parallels thing was only pulling a certain amount of power from the old Mac that we were using back then to, to run this stuff. And then there were, uh, there were like licensing issues every time. It, I can't remember what app it was that we had to do all this for, but it kept like, we had to put in the key every time. Yeah, like it I kept mean, logging us out and it was super annoying. I would hope a lot of things like have been solved. And, and their, their whole thing, the way they deliver it has is changed. Even changed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, Cause that it's was like the different. whole dual boot thing back then. So, and I think too, this, this could be very different than applications, what, yeah, yeah. virtualized container just for applications could be a different thing than they've done before. So and would it be just a, another app in your yeah. app launcher? Yeah. You click just like it, when, and just it, like when you open yeah. the Linux container and you install a Linux app, that Linux it. app is now installed locally on your yeah, device. It's there. It's just yep. using that, that container to, so cool. to and, handle it. And once you've installed it, you, ne- you never really see the container. Container, the terminal doesn't you don't have to mess with the terminal the app's just there yeah. yeah so i mean if if they're again if they're work the fact that they're working with google you know like yeah with, with solutions like droplet like you know droplet's got its own container tech that they're putting and they're running on a chromebook via the linux container you know that creates a string of problems yeah uh, like yeah. Abe was saying earlier and just and it makes it complex and, and a little more difficult. And again, they're not officially working with Google. Like right. you go to Parallels website right now, and they have a banner at the top of their page, yeah. like they're, they're saying, announcing hey, this. We're wor- like us and Google. We're coming together to make this thing happen. Yeah. on Chromebooks. It's and gonna be cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. And my guess is um, that this this has this for me has reinvigorated my search for a Google made Chromebook. Because I could completely see them launching a Chromebook at their fall hardware event and saying, yeah, "Oh, by the way, this is coming in the fall. In the fall, yeah, this, this is lining up to say, be. hey, for our enterprise guys that want to use this, whatever, you know, if it's a Pixelbook two or something, you know, that your phone's listening yeah, it's to listening you. and all that stuff." I say. <laughs> so tell Google to make it. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, I could see all that kind of lining up yeah. and, and, and being one offering. Um, but yeah, we'll yeah. see. It's it's. For sure, interesting, um, and it's not just clickbait. Interesting, like I, I, yeah, I don't think this is like, hey, this is the next, the next phase, the next evolution of of Chromebooks. Because I, I don't. It's funny that it, it's finally here. We finally have the ability to answer that question, maybe for some users, yeah. and we need it less than we've ever needed it. Yeah, right. Um, Isn't that funny? But and that's the crazy that's the thing to things, think about right? is that it'll never go away. It'll na- it will narrow, but. You think about it, ten years from now, parallels on Chrome OS won't. Nobody's going to think about that. No, you know, it, and they'll it's think, the, "Oh man, that was a great leap forward for Chrome OS." But now we have this thing or yeah, that right. thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah but it's yeah. it's cool to just see them continue moving forward on these types of things and just sure. opening up and encompassing this and doing it in a way that's kind of googly. Yeah, you know, it's not they're not trying to dual boot or do something super nerdy. It's like, hey, let's figure out something. 
that general users are just going to be able to click like click, click the they button don't, they don't want to know it's virtualized you know or vm or you know frameworks or the, most people that are going out and doing their job you got a sales guy that's going out to try to sell something you know some fintech thing they they literally don't care what how it is microsoft word opens on their chromebook as long as it opens and does what it needs to do to help him make his sale he won't ask yeah. any more questions, doesn't care. She won't ask any more questions. She don't care. Like yeah. people in general don't care about this stuff. Uh, they just want their things to work. And and I think what they're putting together here could yeah. present that. Uh, more and, more and, options, you know, yeah. that's just more options. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Hopefully, uh, hopefully once we get our hands on this stuff and get to test it, we'll know more. So obviously stay tuned. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord. N O R D. All right, welcome back, everybody. Um, we're gonna we're gonna kind of switch gears here and talk about some cool assistant stuff. The assistant's cool; it's fun. I love it on the Pixel Buds. Honestly, that's the number one reason I am still carrying them around in my pocket. Yeah, I'm not so great, man. God, I love it. What did I? Oh man, I, I kind of miss. Today. I kind of miss having them around huh. uh, a little bit. My wife's been using them a lot, and so I'm like, I'm happy they're getting used because they're not cheap. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just like we've talked about before, I'm kind of back to my AirPods for right now and they're, they're doing most things well for me. I I miss, I know the, the pixel buds aren't noise canceling, but pretty darn close. Uh, they, they get rid of almost all the noise you need and AirPods 100% do not. So if there's anything going on, like I hear all of it. Yeah. So I do miss that, but man, they're great for gaming and uh, they're great for just, Low noise places. I can, yeah. you know, I threw them in this morning to knock out an article. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're fine for all that stuff. But you, you don't know. have the cool assistant. No, I feel I don't. super. Uh, I feel like super futuristic when I. Just, yeah, the touch controls God, on the great. Pixel Buds are fantastic, and I I do really think I'm still holding to the idea that they're probably going to get all these kinks worked out eventually. I just hope it's sooner rather the than later. The latency stuff. So I the update finally came through yesterday. The latency stuff. I haven't tried gaming yet, but um, YouTube videos and stuff, not even, not noticeable at and all. it shouldn't be. Like, uh, wireless earbuds but the, the have little not buzz, had issues with that forever. The little buzz thing is still there. Are you serious? Really? That was, what it was, that was the, that was the thing the it was fix. supposed to fix. Yeah. Yeah, it's still there. Uh, see, little stuff like that. I'm so just like, eh. frustrating. For a hundred and Eventually, $180. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm interested now. Uh, Mob Boy has the... Their new ambient noise canceling, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. or active noise canceling, uh, tick pods, <clears throat> something. I think it's just tick pods. Tick pod A and C. A and C. They're actually labeled A and C. Um, and then I'm really super interested in to see what OnePlus comes up with. Yeah, they've got that other set that's on the way too. Uh, they're everyone's touting them as like the the cheap alternative to AirPods. They're like one third the OnePlus Buds. Yeah. Oh no. No. What is? I can't remember what brand there. It's pa- oh the Pamus. Oh, slides. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got a lot of great reviews, but I mean, they did a huge uh, social media influencer campaign too. So the OnePlus ones look exactly like AirPods, oh, yeah. don't like they? The, yeah. yeah, they're not even trying to get yeah. away from it. But those should be out in July, I think, or something like that. So I don't yeah. know. 
Um, I'm, I'm interested. The tick pods look really comfy. Um, and the case looks pretty small. And, yeah. and so uh, I'm interested to see because I've, so we've had some of their stuff in and yeah. it's always been good. So yeah. anyway, anywho, assistant stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See how easily we can be derailed. Yeah. So, um, so there's some, there's some, some updates to how the assistant is working on Chromebooks. And I remember writing an article, man, I don't know when that was a while ago. That was probably like a year. When did we move into this office? It was over September, a year ago. September last year. Oh, no. So I made the transition in April. That's yeah. what I was thinking yeah. of. So okay, the, but we, we didn't move into this office until September. Yeah, so we, was, made was, our, we made our big transition stuff yeah. happen starting in April and then, uh, and then in November after Many that. months ago, I wrote an article about cool things you can do with the assistant on mm-hmm. your Chromebook. And even when I wrote that, like there were uh, the, the create a document. I was super stoked on it. I was using it to do fun, do little stuff on the slate. Robbie pulls it up, would not work. No. You couldn't even get it to find a document, it was, yeah, remember? Yeah, finding documents was just not it working was at all. Uh, yeah, it was super frustrating. But um, but they've made some updates now, and it's running. You all are going to have to explain this. Like It's running locally now? Well, so it's, it's, it's not yet. This is in Canary. Okay. But last year at I.O., when they... Uh, they were talking about the Google Assistant 2.0 or the new Google Assistant. Yeah, I think it just they just call it new. Yeah. Google so what well, all it is is that they say that the Google Assistant uses about a hundred gigs of data in the cloud, doing its AI thing, and every time you request something from the assistant, it's sending it to Google servers and back. So they scaled all of that down to less than half a gig of data and it's stored locally on the device now they said it was coming with the pixel 4 so the pixel 4 has it uh the nest mini supposedly has it i don't know of any other devices that do i tried to find yesterday so i don't know i would assume a lot of these new phones that are coming out do but i don't know that for a fact because they're not google phones yeah and i wish they would do a better job of making that clear right um and maybe they don't want to right now because it's not available on a ton of devices so it, it would make it look like oh well, those devices have the poor google assistant like, right so maybe that's why they're not saying it yet but yeah it'd be nice to know like i thought they had said something about one of the lgs that was coming out was going to have it but i couldn't find any information on it yesterday and there's no good way to like look it up yeah, I mean, like, there's right. no way to tell we, we can't and take with... our OnePlus phones for instance and be like let me see if it's got the new assistant right i, I I don't know. It works like the other assistant. Yeah. So, uh, but it, it's supposed to make it up to 10 times faster. It's supposed to make continual conversation better, voice match better, all that stuff. Well, there's flags showed up in Canary yesterday for on device assistant, which just means they're going to compress down the assistant and it's going to be stored locally. I would presume on the TPM of the Chromebook. And so it should make interaction with the assistant on Chrome OS faster. Mm. But I think I don't Kyle, use assistant on the Chrome OS so. uh, over at nine to five dug in even a little bit deeper and found like that, you know, specifically mentioned like for everyday task type stuff. So the, the general question stuff, the time, the weather, the, you know, it's, it's not so much that the data that it's going to go find is localized. Cause that's obviously not the case. Most times you ask Google about things that are on the internet, you know? And so it's not that it's going to find that data any easier. It's just that it has a lot of those voice models already ready and, and working on device. So right. with the old assistant, like when I said, what's the, you know, what's the weather this weekend? It had to go ping the server just to make out what I just said. 
and then come back and go, okay, that's what he said. Okay, now go find it. And so that's, that's not a ton of time, but between multiple instances, like if I'm having an ongoing type of conversation with it, you know, there's these pauses and you wait and it loads and it does the thing and it just doesn't feel natural versus if you've messed with like a pixel four with the new assistant, yeah, I mean, you just rattle stuff instant, off. Instant, and as instant, soon as you instant. get done saying it, it's already knows it probably knows starting with your sentence like oh yeah this is what i know yeah, he's gonna ask modeling and stuff yeah. and so <laughs> this is dummies saying uh-huh. all these words get on with it yeah and so uh, <laughs> you know all those basic types of things yeah. you know we'll see much faster on on chromebooks and so again this is one of those things you know it's in canary right now i could see it lining itself out and being tested and working well and being available on a new google made chromebook in yeah. the fall you know yeah. but Again, all of those things are all just conjecture because we sure. can't find a stinking piece of evidence, not one, <laughs> that gets us to that Google-made Chromebook. But it's cool to see this coming, and it'll be on probably all Chromebooks. I would yeah. doubt it's just Google-made Chromebooks, but you know they are the only ones that have the little Assistant button built in. So yeah, for whatever it's worth, if you use Assistant on your Chromebook, it's going to get a lot faster and more accurate and easier to use. I went through a little phase there where I was using it to like pull up my spreadsheets and stuff. But honestly, <laughs> I've, I've, I've just started doing uh, the little O, the little search button. And I and start typing. to type it and it shows up. Yeah, and that's the thing. And that feels more natural. When you're looking at a big screen with a keyboard under right. your fingertips all the time. Even right now, if I hit the Google Assistant, it's not listening to me right now. I just clicked it on this Pixelbook Go. It's not listening. It, it defaults to you typing first because most people don't want to be sitting in a coffee shop talking to the computer, you know, and, and so I don't know. Unless the, you're one of those weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't be that. Don't be that person. And so, I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm back and forth. Like, I use the assistant on my phone mm-hmm. a lot. You right. Because it's natural. Yeah, it's, I, it I set feels... reminders and do all that kind of stuff. I just, I don't tend to do that on my Chromebook because it's, Whatever I need is under my fingertips. I'm, I usually have Chrome open all the time. So new tab search, yeah, like new tab, yeah. and start typing. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's just, and I don't know. Maybe that's a behavioral thing. Yeah, I could see I just, on tablet devices. I could see it being more useful. Oh yeah, sure. Because they're less tactile. Yeah, especially with keyboards. especially with this like ambient mode stuff. Like yeah. as as yeah. your tablet becomes a little, you know, Nest yeah, but Hub. But, but type, as a laptop, sure. No, I, no. I mean, it's uh, what. Uh, Cortana never it fell flat right. on its face on right. on a Windows device. I mean, you have Siri on the Mac. Siri is almost useless, but it's. But have you? Do you ever use it either? The only time it ever pulls up is whenever I I click it by accident, and I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus, go God, away, go away. Um, yeah, I just I, assistance on laptops in general. I don't well, think is it's that like, compelling of a it's use this case. Whole, yeah, it's this whole thing of like we had this new tech. Hey, we figured out the assistant is cool and people like using it. Let's put it on everything. And then it's like, oh, well, it doesn't really actually make that much sense here and it doesn't really make sense there. Let's maybe focus on, you know, smart speakers and making it really good on phones, you know? Right. Um, you know, that's, I don't know. It's the it's the whole uh, uh, tech startup type deal. Like, you just throw it all out there and try everything and everybody had every assistant everywhere. Right. And it was like, it's too much. People don't, people don't want that. Like, right. Yeah, and, I, and there could be, eventually a use case could happen where it makes a ton of sense on Chromebooks. Like some new thing like, could get added and ever, all of a sudden we'll go, oh, 
now I'm going to be never. using it. Do but you I ever click that button? I don't touch it. Never. Use I've never. Sensors. I don't know that I've ever clicked it on the. It's on the slate too, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. even know. But again, I, guess I never even click it because of the fact that the minute I'm thinking I need to look something up, I'm usually staring at a Chrome window. Just yeah. open a new tab and look for it. Like sure. I, it just doesn't make any sense to stop and try to dictate something all of a sudden sure. when I've been typing all and the there's time. And so there weird. are a lot of assistant flags that are that are still in the experimental stuff that they're working on, but I, I can see little stuff like contextually aware stuff or like when yeah. you highlight a word on a page and the, the assistant engages Is in a way that's helpful. Help you, yeah. But clicking the assistant, and maybe that's why... We, we're not seeing other OEMs adopt the assistant key if Google is actually going to allow them to. It's just not that useful. It's, yeah, and, and I wanted it to be. Like when it was a thing, I was like, oh my God, you oh, know, this, this is going to be down. cool. Yeah. And I agree. Like the more I'm sitting here just processing this right now, thinking of um, the assistant being on something like the Duet. So I'm holding the Duet and you know in tablet mode. Um, I think you can hold long press the little... Yeah. So if you long press a little round key at the bottom left, your, your launch home thing, button, whatever it is. What, I'm not even sure how you would do that on the tablet mode because that button isn't there in tablet mode. Oh, you it's swipe not. up to go home. Yeah. I mean, like, I, for example, I just clicked the assistant button and one of the suggestions was send an email. So I clicked that. And now I have to type or say who I want to email. <laughs> so I typed Robbie Payne. Yeah. It then pulls one. up three different emails, which I now have to select, and then it's, it's going to open. It's, it's just not. It's going to open useful. Chrome, but the problem is, is it doesn't know which email I want to send it from. Way quicker just to open a Chrome tab, go to the email I want to use, and click compose. Right, and and like trying to dictate those things is still super clunky. So yeah. if you're like, hey, G, I would only do that if I were at email home. to so and so. Yeah. Blah 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 blah, and it's like, do you want to send this? No, no, that's not the subject. That's the message. Well, what do you, it's subject. Da, da, da. Oh no, message. It, it's like. Uh, like, like having the ability to send an email using just your voice is great, but and maybe there are people that use it a lot. I don't know. Like I'll I'll respond to emails using text to speech, but I don't trigger and create emails using the assistant. And I don't think of a I can't think of a specific time where I because if I am so tied up that I can't use my hands, <laughs> I'm not really worried about sending an email. Right. Like know. actually tied up. Like yeah. you can't use your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would be a good time. Yeah. Uh, no, That'd but be like, a time to do it. Send you know. send help. <laughs> and what I know Google is trying to work towards, I know they are, is a more conversational assistant sure. over time. The day comes that it's conversational enough to be like, hey, hey G, uh, send an yeah. email over to Joe and let him know that uh, I took care of blah, 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 and I blah, blah, blah. And then, I, and then it can smartly take what I just said and create an and, email yeah. that, that is concise and send it over to Joe and no contextually, no different than if I said, Hey Gabe, uh, will you send that email to Joe and let him know that we took care of the, right. the thing from earlier? Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's how voice works, right? And that's just not how it works right yeah. now with assistants, and and that's okay. We're getting there, but I think having it available on stuff and you yeah. know a handful of people using it is just more data for them to collect and make it well, better. Yep. And exactly. eventually, yeah. eventually, it'll, it's going to get conversational yeah, enough. And then to it'll be useful. And then it'll <laughs> develop consciousness and, and take over the and world. You know, I don't, yeah. Yeah, and Skynet. Yeah, exactly. Did you see the uh, news this week that the the they got some scientists that have figured out they can recreate some dinosaurs from DNA? So like between that and, you know, Google becoming Skynet, we'll have Terminator Jurassic Park. Dude, 
Jurassic Park Terminator Edition. We have dinosaur Terminators. That dude, would, might as well. Dude, might stop, as well. Stop. Just, I don't even want to think about that. That's as scary as those yeah, Boston for, Dynamic stuff, you know. Gross. Those are scarier to me. Because those are real right now. And if you've ever watched Black Mirror and you've seen the episode with those little robotic dogs, I'm pretty sure it's the same ones. They use those. Probably. Movies. I yeah. think they just painted them and used those for the, the things in, so, the, in that episode of Black Mirror. It's terrifying. And those dogs terrify me. I don't like them at all. Yeah. I Yeah. Yeah. Let's change subjects. Uh, the, I think I think the assistant makes more sense on our phones, on smart speakers, and we now know that the assistant is coming to the Fitbit Versa, a company that Google purchased. I think it final. I think it's done. It's not. Is the deal the deal still not done? Technically done. done. Uh, they haven't gotten all the okays from. I think whoever I really Oh, is it going to be like the T-Mobile merger? It's going to take. I doubt it. Four years. Mm, yeah. It's not as big of money, but it's a lot of money. So it'll take a yeah. while to get through all the regulatory. So crap. it's like they're already they're already you know being friendly and sure. and now we're seeing, which I you know it's funny I say that but I don't know that I I I've used the assistant on my fossil Gen five. I think I could literally count the number of times, like a handful of times I've probably used the assistant. I use it on my tick watch. Did what were so was it just that your phone wasn't yes, next to you? Yes, because my phone wasn't handy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think use, I've used it to set some reminders. So my Fitbit that's about right it. now has, I could use Alexa, I don't, uh, but it also has voice, uh, a couple voice capabilities mm-hmm. apart from the whole Alexa thing. I think it's still using Alexa to, to dictate my my voice. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing by far is like if I'm driving or if I'm walking or uh, I've done it a few times being on the Peloton bike, you know, when a message came through and I looked down, I was like, crap, I need to say something real fast. Um, is the ability to hit reply, hit the little microphone yep. and just say it. And just, just talk. A quick yeah. reply. And, and they do a good job. I don't, Again, I don't know if it's Alexa or I'm assuming that's what it's got to be. It does a good job. I just talk. And it auto punctuates sure. all of it for me, and say it makes some weird choices sometimes. But for the most part, it's pretty good. Good enough for a message, uh, and dictate it, hit the button, and never touch my phone, never pick anything up. Like again, if I'm driving, my left hand's up. I can just kind of glance. I can click that button yeah. and just say what I need to say, and it sends it. And right, you know, like little stuff like that. That's where voice dictation and stuff is so important. Mm-hmm. And so if the Google Assistant comes on there then I like the ability, the thought of the ability to ask the simple things like whether, you know, um, to, to quick reply to mm-hmm. a couple messages um, because that's when I have a smartwatch on my wrist, I want it to track my health stuff. I want to be able to respond to, to messaging apps. That's about it, yeah. you know, uh, and it'd be cool like if the assistant really integrates to be able to just say, you know, hey, gee, uh, how many calories did I burn this week? Yeah, how many steps sure. do I walk this week? Sure. Blow, you, sure. know, you know, to get some of those health stats and stuff without pulling the Fitbit app out. And, I don't yeah, know, it's interesting. Like, I, I, use, uh, I use my watch for um, my runs and bikes, which there's, there's an issue with, with Wear OS, I think, and GPS. My Fossil Gen 5 GPS has basically stopped working. I thought, remember I was telling you guys about how I thought I would need to just disconnect my phone and it would not pull the right. phone GPS and would and would start pulling the GPS from the watch? Didn't work. That didn't work. So has it never worked? No. it's It, it had worked until about a month ago. About a month ago, I went for a bike ride and I didn't have my phone with me and it didn't track 
any of the GPS. It didn't track track any of my mileage. That's and, not good. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just go grab my old Huawei watch and use that one. Pulled it up, Strava, uh, and Google Fit workout. Neither were pulling GPS on that either. That's annoying. I was like, this is super annoying. But anywho, to be able to say, hey, open Strava, like that would be cool. But I just have on the fossil, I just have the button. Like I programmed the bottom button sure. to open it. So it's like, it again, it's like this whole thing of where does the assistant fit in, and what is the what what do people actually use the assistant for? Right. What's I the mean, maybe there's benefit. people out there that use it on their Chromebooks all the time, and I don't know. Let us know if you do that. Let us know, and maybe maybe we're missing something that's really cool that you can do with the assistant on your Chromebook or on your watch or whatever. But I think that I think that it we're figuring out over time what general consumers want, and Google's trying to figure that out. And by sure. putting it in more places, they're getting more data to to, to know what people do with it. Right. Um, and clearly that. There must be collecting some data that people are using yeah. it on Chromebooks if they, they're going to bring it they to Chromebooks. They wouldn't even bother working on it. And they wouldn't spend the time to develop it for the Versa if people weren't using it in some way. Right. Right? I mean, I don't know. It's a weird thing. I think the Assistant is super useful. I love the Assistant, but I think sometimes it's it's overkill. When, oh, when the steps when the steps involved to just do it manually, let's say, <laughs> I guess. Right. Or just or are easier, the, faster. Are, yeah, are the same. And like, more accurate. Like, right. I like the fact that a lot of things that I would do with the assistant that I choose to do manually, I do it once and it's done. Right. Exactly. Um, I don't fumble through, oh, it didn't hear me right or exactly. it misunderstood this or yeah. I did that instead of doing, like, I'm... I'm just not interested in those types of things. Right. When it gets good enough that I can just talk to it like anything else and it's just right. going to go do it, hey, let's let's chat because yeah. I'm really I mean, interested that's, in that. That's where I'm at with the Nest that's, you know, scattered throughout my house now. You know, the Nest smart speakers. Like, I I just, I say things and it just does it, you know. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and so for the task that, that it will good. do well, like, right. I'm, I'm on board. Uh, I like yeah. that stuff. But there's a lot of conversational things that I think it's, it, it, they try to make it look like it'd be beneficial to send an email and open documents. And I'm like, it's just not really. Um, but eventually it could get really yeah. good at it. It's just there, there's some time needed. It's that whole like techie thing in, in, in technology companies that create these products to do all this, this, and this, and this. And you can do this with it. But, but why? You know, like. Right. <laughs> right. What, is it solving yeah. a problem? Doesn't, um, doesn't actually. It's not, it's not more. It's not useful to do it that way. One other one other quick thing that I've got here. Um, so I, I, can't, I can't. I don't remember exactly. Is it the original like Google Home, mm-hmm. the main home, like the yeah, the air of, freshener, yeah. <laughs> the little the, the, the candle, the candle thing, which was one of my favorite ones. I already yeah, wrote an article like there. They did a permanent price cut and then they we, discontinued the thing. We we had one around the office that's that it, walked it out. Disappeared on us. It it, um, grew, it grew legs and walked out the back door. Yeah, that happened a while back. But yeah. we, had, we even have a little chrome and box skin thing on it. Yeah. We did. It, it was, was kinda cool. cool. It's very sad. Um but yeah, it's, I, I I've still, still got the I, original home. At oh, do home. you really? Yeah, I do oh, too. Okay. Yeah, I took the featured image from my article the other day was was from the house. Yeah, I okay. got it out of the closet and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> um so um, so a new one's a new one's coming. Yeah, um, yeah. And no way to know exactly what it will look like, or but it apparently. And then this is all coming from someone who has leaked this information in nine to five. Um, which of which, late, uh, Stephen Hall has someone <laughs> yeah, over there that it, knows 
a lot in and it's some, sharing like, with him. A uh, higher up at Google <laughs> needs to be like, what, what, who is this? Like they, they should be able to figure it, it makes, out. It makes me feel like they're like, eh, we're kind of okay with it. Yeah, right? there's no way they don't know. Because they could, it's they could consistent. probably shut that down. Yeah. It is very consistent. I mean, he had his hands on the Pixelbook Go what, like a week and a half oh, before yeah. the event. Mm-hmm. Like, he did he his did hands a on blown, video. Yeah, so, and he, they, the 9to5 called every single thing they announced, all of it. Um, so yeah, they have a very reliable source inside yeah. Google, maybe multiple. Uh, and yeah. they basically said, Hey, there, there's a, a new home, uh, coming and better speakers. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, so think like Sonos just, one. Yeah. Better yeah. Fabric, better speakers. Um, I'm curious what it's going to look like. Don't know. Um, my guess no is no detachable base this time. Yeah. And it'll probably pull from the look of the nest home yeah. i would say more yeah. rounded but i'm i'm guessing in that size because the og home is comparable to the sonos one but i would say they probably aren't gonna if they're smart they'll price it less than because the, the sonos one runs almost 200 bucks yeah and he said uh i think they're gonna bring the stereo pairing stuff that you can do with the max so that'll be cool which is dope uh especially if they're really good speakers i mean it'd be neat for them to go ahead and take the initiative to start thinking about hey if you bought you were to buy five of these you could set up you know use the home Stereo, app and set up 5.1 surround yeah, with yes. surround sound. that'd be dope have a max as and, your and, sub and <laughs> yeah i mean you could, they could do all that kind of stuff if they want to i don't know if they have any urge Desire. to get into that space but even if you could just set up you know true stereo separation <laughs> and put it on either side of your that, television that's the thing if they would do cast, i think yeah. you can do that i think you can do the stereo separation right now but i don't know that you could do it with like the max as your but if they would Main allow type yeah, deal, if and they would too, allow yeah. any cast enabled devices to use utilize that setup, like I have this, the Sonos Beam mm-hmm. in my house, if I could take one of the seventy three Nest Minis I have at my house <laughs> and pair them with the Beam and create a stereo, even if it was just three point one, that'd be pretty dope. Yeah, and I mean, I think the 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 big issue there is they would have to figure out a way or decide to make a way for you to create groups, right. Chromecast groups between Chromecasts and cast enabled speakers. Right. Like and I need third to, parties aren't going to want that. Cause then you're not going to buy their $200 right. <laughs> exactly, ones yeah. that I've been eyeing. But, so. but if they created that technology, Sonos could just be like, Hey, just buy any collection of our speakers, throw them in a group and then tell the inside that group, tell this is left speaker. This, this is like right a, speaker. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. And, and then, you know, it's it's just another way that speaker makers can say, hey, it's buy whatever you want and, and add it to the... Does this other stuff, yeah. Yeah. This sounds like a fun little, like, 20% project for somebody at Google. Um, uh-oh. It might Jimmy, be time for a sorry. Jimmy John's break. Are Jimmy John's here? Dude, uh, I, I, unofficial sponsor of the podcast. We're, we're just... Uh, they don't pay us, but they feed us. <laughs> yeah. Actually, if, we pay them, but they still feed us. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm, I'm outside your door. I have your food. Why, why are you all not okay? Uh, Jimmy John's is a new addition to our hometown here, and yeah. uh, and we're stoked on it. We do yeah. freaky, fa- freaky fast Fridays, and it's fantastic. Yeah, we had just uh, just started hitting they them up the, before the pandemic yeah, happened, and, and they, now we they do the they do the umwich for for those of you who are carb conscious. Yeah. 
I today chose uh, all so the carbs. I want. I told them to. I told them to give me a regular sandwich and then put that inside of another uh, loaf of bread. Yeah, and then then deep fry it with some batter. Yeah, all exactly. the carbs. Exactly. No, I so, went unwitched today because I'm trying yeah. to trying to scale back a little bit. Yeah, I I want all of the carbs today. So um so yeah so this new Google Home's coming looks uh seems well it doesn't look we don't we don't know what it looks yeah, like yet we, but yeah, the, it sounds the, promising yeah, I think it will look like the new Nest Wi-Fi the, the especially like the uh, I think it'll have that I design could see that. I think yeah. it'll have that design have that language. little uh, kind of the home yeah. pod design a little rounded with some cloth mm-hmm. on it that mm-hmm. would actually be perfect take the max you know like that that kind of how the how the cloth rounds around the top and then it's you know kind of cut I think mm-hmm. that would look sick yeah because there would be there would be plenty of room in there for some slightly better speakers I mean, not that, that the OG home the, was bad the but. access points have speakers in them mm-hmm. so it's not a far stretch for them to I think put uh you know, just maybe put 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 some up firing speakers up top, and I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, so yeah, did they say when? Did he did he have any idea when this thing was gonna come out? No, no. So could no. it be a, could it be a fall thing? Maybe that would be cool. Uh, possibly, but if, uh, the if original one launched is at Google I/O a couple yeah. years back. Yeah, I mean Go- Google's kind of overdue for something to launch i mean we're still I waiting mean, on the 4a i think well, the 4 July is what people, everyone they has keep said. saying this whole like oh their marketing conditions aren't right like eh, I don't yeah i understand that maybe but apple doesn't care they're launching stuff you know people are gonna buy it i don't i don't yeah. really understand this whole like the market's not quite right like launch the phone you know it's just annoying at this point. They're honestly. waiting yeah. on, and I'm not saying this jokingly. They very well may be waiting on the uh, Capitol Hill to make the decision on the second stimulus package. Perhaps. Because yeah, I guarantee you a lot of people, I mean, they. I don't remember what month it was, but they said that there were, there were reports that every day for probably, I would guess probably April, online sales were more than any Black Friday in history. Yeah, it's crazy. Every day of the month, yeah. because people have to, they have to Had shop to online right online. now. Yeah. Right, and people are uh, still buying things. Yeah, that's. Uh, I yeah, just think I it's super annoying at this point. I, yeah. I seriously like. I I have almost lost interest in this phone, and, and yep, and it's. I gonna, think it's, that it's going to miss its window. Like obviously, there's you. other things going on in the world, and and there's just like I don't know. I I think that I think that they've missed the boat here, and. If, Especially if, they, if they're going to do a mid-range Pixel yeah, Five, gosh, like what well, it, it seems to no be sense. the case. Like I don't understand much of any of this. But at this point. I don't know. Yeah, but maybe maybe they'll do. Maybe they'll get back on track with a fall event, and uh, they'll announce this this new uh, Ultra Sabrina, and they'll announce a new home, and they'll put out a new phone, and maybe they'll Prince. make a. Oh, but we didn't even mention that the new Google Home. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's is Prince. Prince. Yeah, yeah. which is awesome. Cool. Yeah, it'll be the the artist formerly known as yeah Go- as Home as <laughs> now Nest <laughs> now Nest Nest the, yeah. the the smart speaker formerly known as Home. Yeah, yeah, there you something go. like that. All right, folks, we're gonna hop off here and eat our Jimmy Johns. So uh, unofficial sponsor, unofficial sponsor. So powered by. Yeah. Yes. So as as always, Center Goss and Jimmy Johns today. <laughs> yes, we are fueled by. Coffee and Jimmy Jones. And lunch meat. <laughs> Coffee and lunch meat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Our, our normal lunch is just wraps with lunch meat. So, yep. Folks, as always, thank you so much for, for tuning in. We're going to link everything down below like normal. 
and uh thanks for uh thanks for listening today uh as I said, we were we were in a rare form this morning, but I hope that uh, this was a good episode. Hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed it. So, we'll catch you guys next week. See you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website chromeunbox.com. And follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.